Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free, and it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Welcome back to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. This week, we head to the ranch for Dudley Hall and Sam Downs' conversation about why some Christians turn to addictions and vices instead of turning to Jesus for comfort. They talk about how some Christians, despite believing that Jesus is sufficient, turn to substances to cope with their pain. Also, Dudley opens up about his own experience with loss and being reminded that Jesus is enough. Prior to getting into adulthood where now I have kids and I have a job, I'm married, I'm faced with problems that feel more significant than the ones that I thought were significant maybe 10 years ago. So, you know, in high school, you think the biggest problem in the world is the test that you got to take at school that day, the big game you got coming up. And not that those problems weren't weighty then, the ones I feel I have now seem to be weightier than those did. Um, And I'm around a lot more people who are facing similar issues and problems. And um, as I evaluate the problem set that various people carry, it makes more sense to me now than it used to why people struggle with different vices and addictions. Mm. And so now we zero in a little bit closer to people of faith, Christians. Um, Ten years ago, I might would have met an alcoholic or a drug addict and thought, like, you know, you're a Christian. Why, if this was an addict that that believed in Jesus, I, I would think how silly that seems. Why are you an addict? You have Jesus. You have everything you need. You know, that's me 10 years ago. Well, me as a 34-year-old dealing with what feels like pretty significant and weighty issues, I can reconcile a little better now. Like, okay, I, I can see why you would be tempted to run to something other than satisfaction in Jesus because hmm. uh, I'm prone to doing that. Um, it yeah. may not express itself in alcohol or illegal drugs or something like that, but we as Christians seem all to be prone to run into something other than Jesus to numb the pain that we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, are you following me so far? Yeah, absolutely. So if I guess if I could bake my question or condense my my question down a little bit, why why would Christians run to something other than Jesus? If he if he really is as satisfying as we're told that he is, and life with God is really as sufficient as we're told that it is, why are we running to other stuff? Why don't we feel satisfied? <laughs> all the time in the midst of heavy problems and why do we run to other stuff? Yeah, 
there are two aspects of that, I think. One is uh, a defective message of the church that, that we we misunderstood the commission of Jesus and we understood it as go evangelize, go get people saved, tell them Jesus died for your sins and you can be saved and go to heaven. And we didn't tell them all that he was. We didn't tell them that he's your life. He is your joy. He does, he satisfies the existential longings of the heart. Okay. Because everybody has the same longings. We all want to be loved. We all want to be unconditionally loved. We all want to be significant. That is, we want to do something that's making a difference. Yeah. And we want to have enough to make it all the way through. We want to have enough resources. Yeah. Everybody wants that. Okay, so if that's not being met in, in your life, you're, you're going after something to meet those. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, <clears throat> so the gospel, the real gospel says that Jesus does all that. He, he loves you unconditionally. He loved you before you even knew he existed, whatever. And nothing you can do to make him quit. Mm-hmm. He loves you. So if you know that, then it's not about, okay, I made a decision and I was baptized, I'm going to heaven. It's like, no, I, I want to know that person. And he, he's not going to stop loving you. And he made you significant in that it, he redeems you and he, <clears throat> he gave you, he made you a member of the body of Christ and gave you a a resurrection gift that allows you to do things that only he does. Right. So you're significant. So uh, all I'm saying is Jesus does meet those needs, but if you're not told that and you think, well, Jesus took care of my spiritual problem, my eternal problem, I'm, I'm going to heaven, but I kind of got to work this other stuff out. And, and so then I do whatever the culture tells me. Culture says, okay, entertainment will do it. Uh, recreation will do it, uh, performance will do it. And, and so we, we get addicted to all of those kind of things. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, however, even if you're told that Jesus is all of that, you don't hear it. And you have to go through the recognition of the lack in your life, the mess Mm -hmm. that causes you to come to the place to go, wow, I need Jesus. I don't just need him to go to heaven. I need him. I didn't know that he could be my joy. Yeah. You know, until, I mean, theoretically, I knew all these years that Jesus is enough if your wife dies. I didn't know that experientially till my wife died. Yeah. And and I was lonely and I was I felt uh, I, I I had been a part of a unit for 50 years and now I wasn't and I didn't know how to act yeah. I, I didn't know how to feel. So I had to discover that part of Jesus. So okay were there were there barriers to that discovery like what and I don't want to get too personal for this you can we can jump off wherever you want but you lose your wife you've been told you're, that Jesus is enough even when you lose your wife now you're faced with having to really live that yeah 
I mean, was there a point where you felt like you arrived and were like, all right, Jesus really is enough and I'm okay. My wife's gone, but I'm okay. <laughs> like, to me, that just doesn't seem realistic. It, um, yes, I know Jesus is enough, but put myself in your shoes. If, you know, there will be a day when Corinne, Corinne or I will die, hopefully... I die first, so I don't have to know what it's like to live without her. <laughs> but I just don't see myself being as maybe steady or stable as what you seemed to be during that time. So were you were you tempted into any kind of addictive ditch or like some sort of like numbing agent during that time <clears throat> so that you didn't have to face the lack that could only be filled by Jesus? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure you are. Uh, I mean, sure I was. Uh, I mean, not drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. you know that, but uh, you know, just uh, sadness can become an addiction. Hmm. You know, it's like okay, I'm a victim. I'm I'm, I'm sad, and that's the way I'm. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy my sadness. Enjoy. Like becomes part of your identity. Yeah. It's like, okay, the rest of the world has a mate. I don't have a mate for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank God that wasn't a major deal, but it, it crops up. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that I, it's just not my temperament or, or my, not my nature. It's like, okay, I want to go find another woman. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so... Yeah, for for Jesus to be enough in that situation, it's a daily thing because different things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for two years, there were it was, it was not uncommon for there to be a day where I realized that I was missing Betsy in a way I hadn't before. Yeah. And so you just have to you have to go there and go, okay, Jesus, what is this? And that doesn't mean that that God doesn't use human instrumentality to meet your needs. It's like I need to be intentional to relate to other people. Right? I, I need to relate to friends. I need to relate to men friends, women friends, whatever, and and the companionship and whatever. So you can't just sit back and do nothing. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.